Hello, I'm Neil Aitchison and welcome to the Willet Warwick podcast. You join me for one of a series of podcasts from the third British Shakespeare Association conference at the University of Warwick. And the subject of this podcast is manga and Shakespeare. And with me is Emma Haley, who has launched the Manga Shakespeare series, which uses the comic art form of manga, uh, originally from Japan, to illustrate abridged versions of Shakespeare's work. She has been shortlisted for the UK Publisher of the Year Award in 2007 for the work on manga and Shakespeare. Emma, just briefly then, describe what manga is. Hi. Um, manga is, um, as you say, it's, uh, it has its origins in Japan. The word is actually, in Japan, it's, it's, it's just used to mean comics. Um, it's used now in the West to mean a certain type of comic, um, which is associated with Japan. And it has, it, we, we make a distinction in the West between comics and graphic novels of Western style and manga which is a, is a Japanese style. Now that distinction um, is one where we'd say that manga, or at least I'd say that, that the difference between manga and Western style comics is that manga has a different sort of pacing and a, di- and, and a storytelling technique and a flow um, which differs slightly uh, from Western style comics. And it is more akin to performance, if you like. Um, that's why I felt that manga and Shakespeare worked so well uh, manga was a particularly a particularly good medium to uh, express the express plays really and performance and that performance comes out in the strength of the visual art is that how it's done yes exactly so what we did is we we abridged the text um, for a very good reason um, these books wouldn't work if you had full text um, you'd get I mean can you imagine Hamlet uh, uh, you just had sort of pages and pages of Hamlet and a speech bubble which we call talking heads now it's not using the the medium in 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 the correct way. So what we're doing is we're marrying visuals and text, um, so that where the visuals can carry um, the story or the play, or the parts of the play, then we let the visuals carry it, and um, and and therefore the text is is, is abridged to, to fit that form. That performance aspect of manga comes out by. The, the very sort of striking uh, visual work that uh, is contained in the medium. Yes, exactly. And I think, you know, um, when Shakespeare wrote his plays, he didn't intend us to um, sort of well, re- read them in a classroom. He intended his, his plays to be seen. And that's why manga or, 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 or actually any sort of comic book um, version of, of Shakespeare is actually more akin to, to what he would have wanted because it's, it, it, you're seeing it visually rather than just reading straight linear text. Tell me a little bit more about the uh, the illustration that uh, and what it's like, to, you know, how it sort of differs from American or UK comics then there's a lot of myths surrounding manga and you'll get you'll get people sort of saying oh well manga is all about the big eyes you know and that's what makes it manga the big eyes because it's that's this sort of japanese thing um actually we, we while you know yes a, a lot of manga is the, the big eyes um actually what we'd say is it, it, it's a matter of pacing again so you know in sort of western style comics you you might have you might have a lot of different panels which frame um which frame each sort of uh, segment of text uh, what what manga does is what rather than using panels to frame the text it uses it as part of the story it's difficult it's difficult to explain it you have to sort of see it um, but what what manga has um, is a very it's, it's very alive 
Um, you can almost see those books moving, almost as animations, and, uh, and it has that, that vigour, which performance obviously has, and, and that's why it's more akin, I'd say. And how have you adapted that uh, visual style then uh, and the text uh, to Shakespeare? The actual process, um, it starts with um, uh, an editor. Uh, our series editor is called Richard Pignanesi. He was responsible for pioneering some of the icon books, the introducing series. He starts by abridging the text. Then he works with the artist, um, and and they the, it's a, it's a real process. So the artist will get say you know at one C one, will get right. This is the text for page one, and they'll talk to 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 Richard and say yeah, you know what? Actually, can we put that line back in because it'll look much better, and we need more text there. Or no, can we have less text there? And Richard will either say yes or no. Or but there's a whole there's a whole process going on there, and all the artists will say hang on, let's we don't need that text because we can. Show Show this with the visuals, you know. So, so that that's how it works. And a key element is abridging the text. Just explain a little bit about that, then. Absolutely. The, the thing with manga, though, there are certain rules in manga. One being that you don't want too much text on a page. Um, you probably want, oh no, this isn't, you know, it can, it's flexible. But on average, you want about sort of six bubbles and sort of six lines of text. Now, the reason for that is if you had too much text on a page, you, you will immediately lose people's interest. Now, what I, what I mean by that is people who are reading graphic novels or manga, they're, they're seeing it they're looking at it and they're not just reading the text they're also looking at the visuals so you can't just have a page full of text and a few visuals in the background it just won't work so it's so yeah bridging the text is very is key to this and also you know make, making making it work in the abridgment making it yeah and not losing too much and you've given them a, a, the plays a, a modern setting at uh, just explained a little bit about Hamlet perhaps that turned the setting there and yeah. uh, the, the reasoning there yeah okay so the first the first two we launched were um, Hamlet and Romeo and Juliet Hamlet we said in the future um, it gave the artist a chance to use lots of sort of cyberpunk manga costumes and Romeo and Juliet very aptly we set in modern day Japan now that in particular as a setting has worked very well. Um, the reason being, imagine, imagine setting Romeo and Juliet in London these days, modern day London, okay? Now, our Romeo is a, is a J-pop rock star and Juliet is this teenager who's, who's kind of one of his groupies, okay? Now, set that in London and okay, if, if you're a parent and your child, your, your, your daughter goes off with a, with a rock star, well, you're not going to kick up that much of a fuss. Whereas in Japan, they've still got a very, very sort of traditional side to their culture, uh, which is very real. And, you know, that kind of thing might be frowned upon. So I think the setting of Japan for, for that particular play works very well. So we've got an abridged version in a comic format, uh, set in a very sort of modern setting. Mm. Why then? Why have you uh, applied this form to Shakespeare? Well, the, the main aim was to bring Shakespeare to a wider audience and to make it accessible to a wider audience. And to make kids, you know, we all studied Shakespeare at school and, you know, some of us loved it. The majority of us didn't. I mean, I personally love Shakespeare. And, and the, the aim of this was to, to make kids excited, to get kids excited about Shakespeare and using a, a medium that speaks to a generation that is brought up in a very visual culture. 
and I think I, 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 my, my sort of inspiration from the whole series came from the Baz Luhrmann film of Romeo and Juliet. Now, what he did is he used the original text in original language, sorry, and yet he he set it in in in, in Miami, and he set it in a very sort of it was a very cool film. Um, and where you know in parts the language was perhaps difficult to understand, you still got it because of the way he did it. And I took inspiration for, from that for this series. So we didn't modernise the text, we kept the original text for this series, and yet we put it in a framework that was very cool and very accessible to, 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 a, to a younger generation. And um, what do you feel are the risks if that isn't done, that the new media is applied to Shakespeare? What uh, could be the risks if, uh, if that isn't made more accessible? then you're going to alienate a whole generation. I mean, you know, there's, I mean, kids these days are, you know, looking at, looking at classes and thinking, why on earth are we studying this? You know, what relevance has it got today? And that's why it's very necessary to, you know, to, to, to put Shakespeare in different settings, that they can have some sort of, they, they can understand it, it more. I mean, Shakespeare in particular, you can almost put in, you know, any, any sort of uh, modern setting because, you know, he's so strong, his, uh, the themes, the characterization, they're all, they're all relevant to today. And so it, it, it's important that you do reinvent Shakespeare or transform Shakespeare in, in, in this way. What about the argument, you see, of the traditionalness that uh, this is changing Shakespeare, that it's uh, perhaps dumbing down Shakespeare, that uh, it's a corruption of the original, that uh, how do you try to avoid that? And you, you've been aware of that, uh, that, that criticism. I was aware of that from the beginning, and the last thing I would want is to someone, for someone to say that our versions are dumbing down. Um, then, if you read them, they're not. Um, they're not in the sense of, that there are comic book versions of Shakespeare that have gone before the very traditional one and very sort of famous one. It's obviously the Illustrated Classics series. Now, that is obviously a dumbing down. I mean, you know, you read the text, it's in a you know, very, very short format. I think for these, we, we kept the original language. We abridged where we thought it, it, it worked visually instead. And, and, I, and, and the reviews we've got so far from, from you know, lots of press, including the Financial Times, Independent on Sunday, they've all given it very, very favourable reviews. We've also got a lot of support from um, the world of Shakespeare as well. We're putting on Manga Shakespeare workshops at the Globe at the end of October. We, um, the RSC, have said, um, said, you know, made, have favourable um, comments to make about us. We've also put... Um, at the Young Vic, they used Hamlet in one of their um, teaching sessions, and the kids really, really responded well to it. In my view, it's not a dumbing down, it's a, it's a different way of expressing Shakespeare, in the same way that there are different uh, versions of Shakespeare on, for the stage that um, reinvent in, in modern times. And what's been the reaction of young people then to, to the, the, the format? Um, well, manga is increasingly popular in this country. Um, it's really, really taking off. And um, so the reaction, which I'm really, really pleased about, because my, my, it has been great from kids. And my main aim with these with these books was not not particularly that the parents would pick pick them up for their children. It would it was that children would pick them up because they looked at it and thought, ah, that's really great, and not because they thought, oh, I better get that because I'm studying Shakespeare next year. And I found that it has been the former, and kids have picked up those books. A lot, I go to a lot of expos, like manga expos, for example, um, and comic book expos, where, where kids have picked them up and said, that looks great, that looks really cool, I want that. And so what's next then? That, um, where are you going to be 
setting Othello then, or what, what's the, what's the, the, the next uh, play that you're going to do? So we've got Richard III and The Tempest. Richard III we're actually keeping in medieval times because it's a history play and it works with a really sort of gothic and dark and all, you know, centred around the Tower of London. And gothic um, is something a lot of young people will know about. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then The Tempest, The Tempest is set in the future. It's uh, set in a, uh, after the, the energy crisis of the 21st century has hit mankind and plunged us into a second dark age. And um, yeah, and that's where The Tempest is sort of set on this wild island um, after that. They're really exciting, and then the next ones we've got up in this series of A Midsummer Night's Dream, and a, and a whole plethora of, 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 of other ones coming up next year. Mm -hmm.